Hello and thank you for listening to episode 78 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is another one of our soundcheck shows. And to be completely honest with you, it's a bit of an impromptu one, really. I've got a little bit of time free, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit in front of the microphone and say words. So here I am, saying words. <laughs> I wanted to get this one done pretty quickly, to be uh, completely honest, because it's a it's a companion piece to the Shadow King show that I did the other month. Now, we've got quite a few interview shows uh, lined up, and they're going to be keeping me busy for a, a while, as far as the soundcheck shows go. Uh, so I wanted to get this one done. I didn't want too big of a gap between this and the Shadow King, because there's a lot of similarities between them, uh, both of them. Hopefully you've listened to that. If you haven't, pause this, go and listen to it now. Now, one of the main, obviously the main uh, similarity between both of them is that it was a one and done. Like Shadow King, one album, that was it. It was done. Uh, and it's again, it's one of those where I talk to fellow rock fans and inevitably, you know, I'll talk, oh, with Shadow King, you've heard of that? No, they have a listen, love it. No sweat will come up. And so many people have not heard of No Sweat. Hence why I'm doing this show. I just want to raise awareness. That's the whole thing. There's not going to be a great deal of personal stories. Um, although I have seen the band. I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, which is, like I said before, one of the great things about these shows. Again, uh, going back to the ones that Steve and Chris and Tina have done is the personal side to it. Uh, and as we get towards the end of this show, I'm going to read out some of the feedback that we've had. And thank you very much for everybody that does that. Uh, and it's not just about, you know, if, if you like or dislike the album. Once again, you know, I'm going to I'm going to state it's these shows are it's all about the personal stories, too, and what makes these albums special to us. So this one, I wouldn't say it's a bit more. It's a bit fluff compared to like Chris and Tina and Steve's shows where they've gone more more in depth with the personal stuff um, and have literally raised a few tears from listeners as well um, not because they were cringing at their shows <laughs> it was uh, bearing it's because they bear their emotions on it and I think the next one the next non-interview show that I've got planned is one that's very personal to me so uh yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But this one, yeah, it is more about this is a great album. Not many people know about it. Go and buy it. Go and listen to it and tell your friends too. <laughs> so it is, of course, you probably noticed by now, it's by the band No Sweat. And it's their self-titled album. Like I said, the only album that they did. Now, the connections that it's got with the Shadow King album goes beyond just the, you know, it was a one and done. Uh, it goes down to the producer as well. It was produced by Keith Olsen. Is he, it makes me think, is he cursed? <laughs> is he cursed? The curse, the curse of, of Keith Olsen. He uh, produces your album and that's it. You never make another one. <laughs> Which, of course, didn't happen because he's a very successful producer. Uh, but it's just, again, it's one of those things that just sort of links it to that Shadow King album. Uh, he did this, of course, before uh, the Shadow King one. So No Sweat, uh, which I'm imagining a lot of you don't know about the band, Dublin-based band, a six-piece band, quite unusual, really, for rock bands. It had the twin guitar, bass, drums, keyboards, and vocals. Now, once again, it's one of those albums where everything is just... It's like it was made for me, <laughs> really. The vocals on it. Paul Quinn was the vocalist, and his voice is just absolutely... 
incredible. I love it. I love it. And again, it's one of those albums again, where not only did I have to debate for quite a while about what two songs to play, it's one of those, there's not a bad track on the album. Again, you can just drop the needle anywhere on either side and it's a bloody good song. It really, really is. The band, incidentally, is Paul Quinn vocals, Dave Gooding guitar, Jim Phillips guitar, John Angel on bass, uh, Paul J. Smith on keyboards, and Ray Fien on drums. Although, on the album, uh, previous guest on 60 Minutes with James Kotak, um, previously of the Scorpions, of course, uh, he laid down a few drum tracks for this album too, so not only is there a connection to Shadow King, there's a connection to 60 Minutes with as well. How about that? Uh, the single preceded the release of the album. The album was released in 1990, but the single Heart and Soul, which was produced by Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. Here we go. Another link to that Shadow King one. Remember when I was saying about Vivian Campbell and we left Shadow King and joined Def Leppard? We've got a Def Leppard connection in it as well. Uh, so the first single, Heart and Soul, it reached number one in the Irish singles chart in June of 1989. Now, this was going to be one of the songs that was going to play because it's a damn good song. Like I said, all of them are damn good songs. But I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to put the video to it in the podcast notes on our website, of which I'll give the details at the end of the show, of course. So uh, click on that. Have a look. It's a great video as well, actually. Not only is it a really good song, it's a very good video as well. Uh, they had two further Irish hits as well in 1990 with Tear Down the Walls, which reached number four in the Irish charts, uh, and On the Edge, which reached number 11. So like I said, the album itself was released then in 1990. And we're getting, I think this is what links it with Shadow King yet again. When you're talking about 1990 onwards, the 80s have now gone, the era of, you know, hair metal, cock rock, was slowly dying a death. And it's always Nirvana that's cited, isn't it? You know, the influx of grunge uh, and that whole turning what was popular on its head the glitz the glamour the big hair the big shows just turning up on stage in you know like a, a lumberjack shirt <laughs> playing stuff and they killed the music i loved god damn them uh, so that, that's always blamed and i think it's true with shadow king and with no sweats that unfortunately these albums were released at the wrong time if if they'd been released, if the No Sweat album had been released in 1986-1987, I'm sure it would have been huge. But circumstances as they were, the poor timing, it probably didn't get that again, the promotion that it should have had, meant that it didn't get the airplay that it should have done. And probably a lot of you out there listening to this and going, I have no idea who No Sweat are. But I'm here to tell you who they are and to go and listen to them. Uh, they supported Thunder on their Backstreet Symphony tour in 1990 and supported Little Angels in the UK during their May 1990 tour. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, I have seen uh, No Sweat. Now, we are talking over 25 years ago, so forgive me if memory is not exactly sharp. It's, it's a little while ago. I know for sure I saw them at the Tivoli here in North Wales in Buckley. Now, I'm not sure if they headlined it or if they were supporting anybody. What I do know is I was absolutely blown away by them. I remember coming out of the TIFF going, that was amazing. I, the next day, 
buy the album. Uh, and that was it. And I've still got the vinyl today. And I've also got it on CD as well. Speaking of which, if you go to Amazon, if you go to like Amazon UK or Amazon America, and you read the reviews for this album, there's nothing lower than four star. And the majority of them, by a big way, are five star reviews, which just goes to show, you know, I'm not the only one saying this is a really good album. <laughs> there's a lot of other people that are listening to it and going, yes, this is really good. Um, so, yeah, I did see them. They put on a fantastic show. I did see Thunder on the Backstreet Symphony tour. I did see Little Angels at that time. So I probably saw them supporting those at other venues as well. But like I said, when you're going back like over 25 years, you've got to forgive me for a few sort of grey areas in my memory. Um, PJ Smith and Jim Phillips, they parted company with the band in mid-1991 and then the, the group split for good. So again, it was a, a short shelf life. Again, you know, this connection with, with Shadow King, the, the one and done, Keith Olsen producing, the Def Leppard connection, the short life of the band. There's also another direct connection uh, with Vivian Campbell in that Smith was involved in um, Vivian Campbell uh, and for foreigner drummer Mark Shulman's side project Clock during 1998. So it's, it's kind of weird, really, how both both of these albums that I really love and that not a lot of people are aware of have these, all these similarities. It is, it's, you know, I do find it quite weird. Uh, the main weirdness of it is, of course, that they're both fantastic albums and not a lot of people know about them. So hopefully these shows will rectify that. So on to the album. Ten tracks. It begins with uh, the single that I talked about, Heart and Soul. Now, I was, like I said, I was going to put this in because it is such a good track. But the video for it is on the podcast notes, so please go and have a look at that. Uh, track two, Shake. Again, another contender for... Um, should I play this? It's it's a really good good time song. It's... It's a strip joint song, really. It would it would go down so well in strip joints. Um, so I'm led to believe from people that have been there, me never having frequented one, I would never know. Uh, it reminds me uh, a little bit lyrically of Take It Off by Kiss. Uh, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is today's Kiss reference on the on the show by me. It, uh, so it is yeah, It's just about shaking your body. And it is, it's, it's a really, really good, good time song. Track three, Stay, is ballad on the album. Um, it's just basically about saying, you know, don't want to break up, stay with me. Really, it's probably lyrically the the saddest on the album because this whole album is it's a good time album. It's a feel-good album. Musically, lyrically, it's one of those summer evening albums again. Turn it up feels good um have a good time with it sink a few drinks have a laugh it, you know there's nothing downbeat about it um which i think sort of reflects my my taste in music really that i don't i don't want to put on an album that's like life is shit we're all going to die we're going to be ill it's you know my but and you know the the sort of cliched country music songs of my puppies just died and my wife's left me no i want to listen to good stuff <laughs> feel good stuff and this is really a feel good album track four on the edge wow okay it's got a keyboard intro kicks into the drums and guitar 
without fail, whenever this song plays, I get goosebumps. It's one of those that whenever I make like a compilation, um, I was going to say compilation cassette then. <laughs> and then there'd be people listening going, what the hell's a cassette? <laughs> but if I'm just, if I'm just doing, you know, songs that I really love, this is, this is always, always goes on here. It's one of those songs that is just, oh, I love it so much. And it has to be played loud. And of course, it has to be the first one that I pick for you to play. So again, hopefully you're somewhere where you can turn everything up really loud <laughs> because you're going to need to. This is not background music. So get ready to listen to No Sweat on the Edge.
And there we are, on the edge. Did you like it? Did you not like it? If you didn't like it, why the hell didn't you like it? <laughs> oh, that song's so good. Track five, Water's Flow, starts with an acoustic guitar. It's very reminiscent of um, Ready and Willing Era, Whitesnake for me, the intro to it. It's got that sort of feel to it. Uh, and it's sort of got that swagger that late 70s, early 80s Whitesnake had as well. Uh, yeah, I think, again, if one word, and I think I used it... Um, did I use it in the Boney M one? Swagger? I probably did. But this song, this song has it in spades. It's, it's definitely got swagger. Track six, Tear Down the Walls. Another acoustic guitar intro. It builds up into, into this epic song. And strangely enough, I remember playing this in the car one day and uh, not long after the album was released because, you know, I'd got the LP and then um, I put it onto, onto cassette. Remember those adverts? Anybody that's old enough? Home taping is killing music. <laughs> this is way before the days of MP3 and the internet, but home taping was killing music. But I bought the bloody LP, so, you know, surely I could tape it so I could listen to it in the car. How th You couldn't listen to an LP in the car back in those days. You know, if you wanted to listen to it driving along, you had to tape it. Um, I guess the music industry would argue, well, you could buy the cassette as well, but no, I didn't. I've bought it twice, an LP and cassette. I think I've supported the band. <laughs> Uh, but I remember playing it and oh, and again because it's that long ago I can't remember and there's a nice green van <laughs> if I was professional I should really start that bit again and wait for the ice cream van to go but what the hell there's people out there you've you've just heard an ice cream van in North Wales you may never hear that ever again in your life so I'll keep it in um, yeah I remember playing this in the car and uh, I was in I was in my twenties back then, and the lad—I say lad—he was sort of the same age as me. I was giving him a lift, and I remember this song coming on, and it gets to the chorus with "Tear Down the Walls," and he was like, "Holy shit! What? What? They're singing Tear Down the Walls." Now he was really into windsurfing, and I can't remember where it was that he did windsurfing, but apparently uh, there may be people. It was in the UK, so there may be people in the UK that might, you know. Tweeters, if you do know this, um, there's a place in the UK where they go windsurfing, and one part they say they're tearing down the walls because they go fast along this section. And he said, This is the perfect song for like all the windsurfing club. So that always, I always remember that when I hear tear down the walls. I, for some reason, like, you know, I associate this with windsurfing all the time now. Track seven, Generation. Um, it's a call to arms song. It's all about, you know, this is, this is my generation. Almost, you know, very similar to the who in respects to lyrically uh people latch on to it yeah this is my generation uh, but it's not anymore is it because this is you know <laughs> 25 odd years ago now it's there's a different generation but it's one of those call to arms songs that you, you listen to it at the time and you're going yes fuck you fuck everybody this is my generation all you old people <laughs> um you don't know what you're on about track eight lean on me uh, again, it carries on the positive attitude of this album. Uh, it says, when you've had enough, lean on me. When you've had it tough, lean on me. It's it's that, okay, I'm here for you. I'm going to give you support, no matter what. Track nine, nine, bleh, neen? Track nine, even. Stranger. Uh, a lonely figure. A lonely female figure. Making her way through a strange city nightscape. Uh, 
the keyboard and vocal intro to this is so 80s. It's, you know, you know we're just, we've barely kissed the 90s because the influence of the 80s on this song is so strong. Uh, and this is the song I'm going to play out the show with. Uh, it was very difficult, but I thought, no, this, I, again, it's one of those that sort of raises goosebumps and the, the hairs on the back of my neck. Um, but I, I, again, I could have picked any. I could have picked, just shut my eyes and with a sort of pin the tail on the donkey kind of thing as far as picking songs go. But I think, yeah, Stranger is the one that I'm going to play the show out with. And it finishes with track 10, Mover. Uh, it's all about a drifter moving from town to town, but staying positive once again. Like I said, if you if if you want a feel good rock album, a feel good melodic rock album, great guitar riffs, fantastic vocals, good drum sound, um, keyboards that are not intrusive but complement the songs, uh, this is the album for you. Hopefully, from the two songs that we played in it, you'll get an idea and go, yeah, I want to listen to more than that. Um, and that's the album. That's the album, really. Uh, like I said, there's nothing, there's nothing real deep personal stories that have got to do with it. It's not, you know, the last show that Tina did, which was literally a life changing album. This wasn't a life changing album for me. It's just an album that I think is damn good, but not as well known as I wish it was. So hopefully, by doing this show, I've done my little bit that. You know, even if one of you goes and buys it and listens to it and enjoys it, um, I would have done my job <laughs> with this. So please, please tweet us as well. You know, if if you listen to this and then you've never heard of No Sweat and you go and listen to it and you enjoy it, send us a tweet about it. Some other people actually, let's go on to um, other people have been in touch with us about some of the soundcheck shows which have been going down fantastically. Um, so thank you to everybody that listens to them and gives us feedback as well. We did have a message through the website. There's the contact us form on there. And it's from Tim Hardman. He sent it at the end of April. And he says, enjoyed the soundcheck shows for Simon and Garfunkel, Magnolia and Night Flight to Venus. I'm surprised Chris has never sought out other Amy Mann albums, especially Batcher number two from around the same period as Magnolia, with which it shares a few tracks. I always despised Boney M with a vengeance. <gasps> what? As a kid. But the track Night Flight to Venus, which I'd never heard, and the way it seeks into Rasputing, was amazing. Yes! <laughs> um, as for Simon and Garfunkel, if you like Bridge, uh, then Bookends is their best album, in my opinion. Cheers. So thanks, Tim. Thanks for getting in touch with us. Uh, we've had some tweets as well uh, to do with the soundcheck shows. I'm just going to just read a few of them, because uh, we could be here for an entire show if I read them all out. Um, at Cybull27, uh, Stephen Bull. Uh, great soundcheck episode with Liv Sin. Never heard of her or Sister Sin before. Now listening to both. And again, that's what I love about these shows is, you know, if if we can turn just one person onto new music, that's really, that's really good. Um, at Robster underscore N uh, said, uh, oh, have I put these in reverse order? No, I haven't. Excuse the excuse the horn from outside uh, I would have to say, although knowing your taste in music I shouldn't have been, I was very surprised at Liv Sin Sound, great hard rock sound it is, I love that I love like, Liv Sin Sound um, and then he continued, yet judging by the pictures posted on the lead up I was expecting something more Kate Bushish. come on at Tivoli venue, get unbocked. oh my god, there's all horns going on outside I dare, 
<laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I shall carry on. Hopefully the world is not burning around me as I uh, as I record this. Um, Frederick Liljegren from Sweden. I have to re recommend the two latest soundcheck episodes of 60 Minutes with Podcast featuring the great Bernie Marsden and that Liv Sin. Great stuff. Thanks, Frederick. I've got to admit, I did really enjoy both of those interviews. And uh, yeah, keep, keep your ears open. There's some more interviews coming up. Um, at Robster underscore N again. Never, ever thought I'd say this, but I'm going to have to listen to a Boney M album after your soundcheck podcast. Yes. Now my work really is done. <laughs> that's it. If I've turned somebody onto listening to Boney M, that's it. I can retire now. Uh, he also said he's just started catching up with some of the soundcheck shows. Um, and he said, I'm sure one is going to make me blub soon. And he tagged in Chris and Tina. Because if you listen to some of their earlier ones, they, they like I said, they, the emotions get high in some of them. Some of the personal stories they tell are amazing. Uh, he, he goes on, he sort of elaborates a little bit. It was Tina talking about her dad and Chris with his soul cleansing at the start of the Magnolia album. He's got dust in his eye listening to them. <laughs> so thank you, everybody that uh, not only listens to us, but sends us feedback as well. So the way that you can do that is, yes, go to our website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. There is a contact us form on there, which Tim Hardman used. Um, if you want to email us direct, you can email us contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 60minuteswith. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which are at 60minuteswith. And yes, they are still the numerical 60 and not the alphabetical one. So here we are, the end of another show again. Like I said at the beginning, bit of an impromptu one. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I didn't really have too much prepared apart from what I already knew about the band. Um, but I'll just reiterate, yeah, it's one of those shows I wanted to get out there quick. I didn't want too much of a big gap between this and the Shadow King one. Uh, and hopefully for all you people that do enjoy a bit of, sort of melodic rock music, it's turned you on to uh, No Sweat. And you're going to buy it now and listen to it. So, talking of listening to stuff, oh my god, we're professional with these segues, aren't we? Uh, let's finish the show with No Sweat and Stranger.